0: Recently, we've seen statues come down all throughout our nation in the the wake of uh, the murder of George Floyd and the protests and just as a nation grappling with um, the problem of racism. And it's kind of sparked the question, how should we as Catholics and Christians, how should we respond to the coming down of statues? You know, I I came across an article a few days ago written by a a journalist and a recent convert to Catholicism named Saurabh Amari. And he asked this very question. And he said, you know, we can't just dismiss um, the desire to have this conversation because, you know, it was a different time and we're all sinners. He said, no, we can use our moral reasoning uh, to judge actions. Uh, and to condemn the misdeeds of the past. We shouldn't defend every statue just because it memorializes something old. So we could use our moral reasoning to say, yeah, it's probably time this or that statue comes down. But he says what concerns him about the uh, recent destruction of statues is that there doesn't seem to be much of a universal um, objective standard being used to judge. And so we see the destruction of statues um, that, you know, for instance, like the statue of St. Eunipero Serra, two of his statues were destroyed in California, which uh, I would certainly argue didn't need to be destroyed. But as I was personally wrestling with this, with the destruction of these statues, I mean, on the one hand, I saw it, yeah, these statues from, for example, the Confederacy that were um, erected during Jim Crow era in the South, yeah, I could see why we would want to take those down. But I couldn't really reconcile this. As I was praying about it, there were a couple of spiritual insights that kind of knocked me on the head, which I think perhaps we could all profit from. And really, they have to do with the Last Judgment. You know, growing up, I was always afraid of the Last Judgment. The end of the world. It was something uh, when I would hear about it in church, I didn't like it, right? I wanted that to happen centuries from when I lived. But Pope Benedict, uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict, in one of his encyclicals, he addressed this fear of the last judgment. And he said, the last judgment should not be an image of terror, but an image of hope and a reminder of the responsibility we have over our lives. And I think both those insights can help us draw a couple of spiritual lessons away from the toppling of statues. Let's talk about hope first. How is the last judgment an image of hope? Well, it's an image of hope because the world we live in, um, there's very real injustice. There's very intense suffering. And it has been throughout history, and we see that in the history of our nation with slavery and segregation and racism, um, amongst many other injustices and sufferings as well. And as Catholics, as Christians, yes, we ought to work to build a more just society. We, we have an obligation to do that. The truth is the true and perfect and lasting justice that we all desire it's something that's always going to be somewhat elusive. Only God can right the wrongs of human history. Only God can uh, correct the injustices of the past. And that's what he'll do on the last day. He will do that. He will right every wrong. He will console the innocent who suffered. He will punish the unrepentant uh, uh, the, the, the wicked who were unrepentant and did evil. He will pronounce the final word on human history. He will judge not just individuals, but history as a whole. And we'll see a new heaven and a new earth, where this true and lasting and perfect justice is accomplished, not for a day or a year or a generation, but forever. And so, and I want to be crystal clear. I'm not saying, hey, let's not talk about racism or the destruction of statues because Christ is going to come to judge on the last day. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we can and should work to build a more just society, but we need to do that work with the knowledge that the true, lasting, perfect justice we all seek, it's something Christ will bring on that last day. That's the hope we need to hold on to that the, the, the wrongs of history will one day be righted. And the second thing, I would, a uh, spiritual lesson I kind of drew away from this in my prayer, has to do more specifically with the destruction of Saint Junipero Serra's statue. You know, a homily is not the time or place to give the historical defense that I personally believe that saint deserves. I mean, I disagree with those who want to paint him as a, as a racist or a genocidal monster. But I'll say this, when a pope canonizes a person, he is saying that persons in heaven, that they lived a life of heroic virtue, and that because of that they're worthy of our imitation and devotion. Pope is not saying when he canonizes someone that they're morally perfect or completely blameless. He's not saying they're above criticism. Right the the truth is every single saint with the exception of the blessed virgin mary is also a sinner. Every single saint struggled with the darkness of sin to one degree or another. As that Russian writer Alexander Solzhenitsyn famously wrote, the line between good and evil it passes through the heart of us all. If that's true of the saints, then it's absolutely true of of all of us of Me and you. And so what we should take away from that is that second point Benedict said. That the last judgment is a reminder of the responsibilities we have over our life. That one day we will be asked to give an account of our life before God. And we have the time now um, to repent of our sins. Of those times we've given in to the darkness of sin. We have the chance now to take advantage of God's mercy by making a good confession. In repentance, it's not a one-time thing, right? We, We need to do it often. But repentance is just the beginning. As we see in the gospel, to follow Christ is a demanding thing. He says we must love him even over the natural love of family. That we must be willing to die to ourselves, to die to our desires and our thoughts and our actions that separate us from God. We must love him with all our heart, mind, and soul, and, and that means also loving our neighbor as ourself. You know, in the end, Saint John of the Cross said, we will be judged according to love, to how much we've loved God, to how much we've loved our neighbor. You know, sometimes people read this gospel passage where Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And it scares us, right? Because we have this natural preference to put our families first. But it's not an either-or dilemma. The more we love God, the greater our capacity to love our neighbor, to love our family and really, that's ultimately what's going to uh, help us deal with this problem of racism, with the problem of division in our country. The more we love God, the more we can love our neighbor, the more we can love those we disagree with, the more we can love um, everyone. So let's pray today that um, we, we take these two lessons from Pope Benedict about the last judgment to heart. Let's keep that hope of the true and, lasting judge, uh, true and lasting justice that will come from the last judgment. And let's be reminded that we have responsibility over our lives, that we must take advantage of the time to repent and to seek to love God and neighbor with all our heart and soul.